everyone. Welcome to the podcast studio. I'm your host, Ricky. Ricky Bobby, that is. No, I'm just kidding. It's not my real name. Anyway, yes, I'm Ricky, and welcome to another episode of Becoming a Dot 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 Podcast. I have a familiar face. Well, you didn't see her. Did you see her face last year? I don't know if you saw her face last year, but she's here. It's Ashley Carter of the Carters of Tennessee with the worst movies of 2020 and the best TV shows, because we can go nowhere, of 2020. <laughs> so let's start off. Ashley, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me here. I'm so excited and so, <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like this. Anyway. You have like an accent. I, I, I'm doing, I want to do like a, the actor's studio that, hi. Oh, welcome, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome mm-hmm. to the actor's studio. And I was, I was trying to be that, um, yeah, I tried. Anyway. <laughs> I was going with it. I was going yeah, no, it. I appreciate you. You <laughs> deal with my craziness. Anywho, um, we're going to start with the top five. Worst movies. Okay. We're starting 2020. with 2020. We're starting with the top worst. Five worst. No. Okay. How do I? The t- top five worst movies okay. of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start. We're going to start with the worst top Oh my god! The top five worst movies! Ricky! No! God, please, no! 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 We're gonna start with the top five worst movies of 2020 because really there weren't that many. All right, Ashley, go for it. Yeah, so most of the movies that are on my list um, came out before the pandemic hit. So, you know, because that's when a lot of the movies came out. And then the movie theaters closed, and there weren't a ton of movies that came out. I mean, we were just at home chilling. Yeah. Um, but there's some really bad ones that came out even before I don't remember. the theater shut down. Yeah, and a lot of them I had to, when I was like coming up with my list, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, that did come out last year. And oh my goodness, that came out like in February or January, like literally the beginning of the year. So anyway, um, <laughs> so let's get into the top five. So. Coming in at number five for mm, me okay. was Doolittle, which starred Robert Downey Jr. It looked like trash in the trailer. Yeah, it it was really, really awful. Like, one of the worst movies I saw last mm. year. And I think part of the problem was, you know, you had Robert Downey Jr. in this movie, and his acting was bad in it, and the dialogue was bad. Mm. The CGI is absolutely horrible in this movie. And it's like, it's a big budget studio movie. So it's like, why did you skimp on the CGI when most of the characters in the movie, animal characters, are going to be CGI? So you should have spent the money to make sure they look good. Maybe they sent the money paying Robert down. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe like all the budget, all the money for the budget. Oh my God, we got Iron Man. Let's pay him all the money. Yeah, and so, yeah, so just horrible all around. Dialogue's terrible, script is terrible. The movie feels really, really long. I don't remember how long it was, but it just felt really long. I kept waiting for it to end. It probably felt long because it was terrible. And it was boring. (laughs) It was just, it was really boring. And it had like jokes in there, but none of them really hit. And I don't know who, I mean, obviously it was supposed to be like a family kids movie, but I don't know exactly the audience it was trying to reach. It was just, it was just really bad all around. And it was just sad to see Robert Downey Jr. in a movie like that. Cause it was like, he came off of oh the MCU, right? And then that was his first movie post Iron Man. And it was like, ugh. I think, I feel like they were trying to rush 
the movie and maybe they're just like, oh, we got to put something out, Robert Downey Jr. And maybe, I mean, maybe they just thought he would be, you know, a good enough, like, name. Or, yeah, to, yeah. to bring people into the movie. But, like, it's not, it wasn't funny. It wasn't interesting. It wasn't exciting. Like, it, it should have been a fun family adventure movie. Mm. And it had none of that. Just and stop redoing movies. Yeah. Okay? Uh, yeah. Let, it was just like, don't do that. Just let stop. us keep um, Eddie Murphy. Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> We're fine with that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, number four mm. is Unhinged. Now, this movie came out after uh, the theaters closed. This is like when the this came out. I forget what date. But it, the movie theaters reopened and Unhinged came out, you know, in the theaters that were reopened. Mm-hmm. Stars Russell Crowe. He basically plays this guy who is unhinged. And gets really upset at this single mom who cuts him off in traffic. Oh, road rage? Yeah, he has road rage. And it's like extreme road rage to the point where like she cuts him off and he begins to follow her, stalk her, like terrorize her. Oh. And it's like the worst movie. (laughs) It's so bad. Like it just, Russell Crowe is over the top with his acting. Um, it, none of it makes sense. I mean, like, yeah, you hear road rage stories, but like, literally, I don't think it would ever get to that point. Um, and no, some people are crazy. Well, yeah, but I just, it's, it's like the most extreme version of that, like to the point where it's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and he's, and he's, again, his acting is so terrible and the, the dialogue that he has to say and just all the circumstances that lead up, like there's so many points in this movie where the, where the single mother mm-hmm. like could get help or like figure out a way to not have this guy doing the things that he's doing to her and the, that never happens. So it's like, everybody's just making really bad decisions in this movie. None of it makes sense. And it's just, it's so cheesy and bad. And I just, I remember watching it in the theater and I was just like, this is awful. Why is this, why is Russell Crowe? So he won an Oscar. <laughs> why is he in this movie? You know, sometimes you're just like, hey, let's do a movie that I don't have to do much to. Just, yeah. I mean, in. yeah, that's it. You know, get a paycheck, you know, yeah. you, you play a like over the top character, sure. But like, yeah. it just, no. You know, you have, like, you have actors that do movies mm-hmm. and you're like, why? Halle Berry, Catwoman. Like, why? Why? Yeah. You know? And I just... Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, they have no, one yeah, of those I mean, movies. Yeah, you can always one movie through. that yeah. your fave has and you're just like, why? Why did you make why? this? Why? Yeah. 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 Well, this is one of those for us. Maybe the like, check was good. I, I, I would hope so because it's a horrible movie. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> Um, all right, so number three okay. is one I saw recently. Oh. And, um, oh man, how do I even do it? It's called Songbird. This movie was shot during the pandemic. Okay. It is about a pandemic, and it was released during the pandemic. So basically, the premise of this movie is that uh, it's like a not so distant future uh, set in Los Angeles. It's like 2024 or something like that. COVID-19 has mutated into COVID-23. Oh, God. Everybody's on, like, a massive lockdown. Oh, uh, The government has, like, rounded up people, and they put them into quarantine camps. What? That are, like, you know, the worst places, like, to, to go. 
And yeah, and there's and there's this like love story in the middle of it. And Demi Moore is in this movie. What? And she's terrible. <laughs> it's just a really bad movie. And the whole time I was watching, I was questioning why anyone would decide to make a movie about a pandemic, especially so similar to the current pandemic that we're actually living in, and then release it in you know in the middle During of the, the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. And here's the thing. I don't have a problem with movies um, being sort of ripped from the headlines. Right. As long as you have something interesting to say about it. So, like, if this movie had been about the pandemic and it had, like, addressed, you know, real fears and concerns and issues around a pandemic. Like, the best example I can give about a movie that's about, like, sort of a, a pandemic situation is, like, Contagion. This movie came out several years ago has Matt Damon, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow in it. And basically there's this virus that goes around, people start catching it. And it shows like a breach in how like government like response and like vaccine rollout and like how they're trying, like the, the CDC is trying to pinpoint where this virus came from. Like it was a very good film. And then you have something like Songbird, which is like set in a pandemic and it doesn't do any of that. It's just like, everybody's terrified cause they're gonna be rounded up if they have like a fever. And there's this, you know, guy who's a who's a male guy and he like is in love with this girl and he can't really see her because she's locked down. And yeah, and then like Demi Moore and her husband are like they run a like illegal business and they hate each other. And it's just it was like so bad. And then it's produced by Michael Bay, which should tell you everything. Well, okay. Well so there you go. Yeah, it was like it was Won't just, be watching that. Oh, it's so bad. It's just terrible. It's like <laughs> awful. Yeah, I, I I think they were just like, okay, we're gonna cash in on this pandemic. Everybody's going crazy. Let's make a movie about it, but yeah, it felt nothing. it felt very much like that considering again, this movie was shot during the pandemic. Right. So it wasn't like this movie was in the works several years before an actual pandemic happened, right? Because that would be something different. Like if th- this type of movie had been written, you know, years in advance, and then like suddenly you have you know, COVID nineteen, you're like, wow, this is really similar to this this movie we were doing. Maybe we should right. just fast track it and put it out. Mm. Like this felt very much like, ooh, like let's make a movie about the pandemic. And you're like, well, what are we gonna say about it? And it's just like, whatever. It was pretty much like, let's make a movie really, really fast so we can make some money. People at home. I think they thought people were bored at home and they would watch anything. I don't, I I mean, just based on the response that I saw once this movie came out, people were not looking to see a movie about their current life situation. That's true. You know, like people are locked down. There's real fear about the pandemic. I don't need to see that in a movie, especially a movie that doesn't tell or do anything. Right. Yeah. No, I was looking for happy movies to watch. Yeah. During something my depression. To escape. Yeah, something to escape. And this is, yeah. this is not that yeah. movie. And no. it's bad. Just no, it's okay. overall awful. Okay. Yeah. Um, number two. Oh, God. Is Fantasy Island. And this movie, it's based on the TV show that came out, you know, back in like the 70s, I think it was. Yes. I, so, so they decided tattoo, to... Tattoo. Look at... That was... Right. Yeah, the plane, yeah. the plane. The plane, yeah. yeah. So... Uh, they decided to make a movie, yeah, yeah. you know, and and make it sort of a horror movie. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember that yes. movie. And it is not scary. Uh, really? A lot of it doesn't make sense. Uh, the acting is cringe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and the, di the dialogue, like I, I, often the theme with a lot of these movies that I've listed, uh, put on this list, is the dialogue is terrible. The dialogue is so bad in this movie. Like, I couldn't even laugh at how bad it was. It was just like me constantly rolling my eyes uh, with the things that they had these actors say. Uh, and and I just, I just like, it, you know, it's a studio movie and like, you the script, man, like make... <laughs> how did it get approved? Yes, because I kept thinking like, who, who wrote this? Why, why, who, who's allowed to write the script? And why was, why were they given money? People were given money to make this movie. People, they just have money to just throw away in Hollywood sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. And then just, again, it goes back to the fact like, we don't need reboots and sequels or remakes or adaptations. Like, don't go to the 70s and look for TV shows to go like, yeah, let's make a movie out of that. Mm, Magnum P.I. Yeah. Because oh. like, honestly, a lot of that stuff doesn't really translate into today like it has a very set time and place mm -hmm. and when you try to update it most of the time people try to either recapture whatever made it special in the you 80s can't. or the 70s you or can't. whatever or they, com they completely redo it and it just doesn't make sense no you know next they're gonna come out with the love boat my number one worst movie of 2020 was called The Turning and I don't know if many people saw this movie. Um, it was a horror movie. It's based on uh, Taming of the Shrew. Nope. And it is by, by far the worst movie that I saw last year. It is, it is a movie that like, okay, so the basic premise is there's this woman, she's hired as a nanny to go take care of these two kids. They live in this very creepy old like manor. Sinister things start happening when she's living there. Um, and that's it. Like, nothing else really happens in this movie. Do people die? I, well, I'm not going to say if people die, I, but like, but I'm not going to watch it. Right. But I'm just saying like, <laughs> it's, it's one of those movies like you keep waiting for something to happen. I kept waiting for so, like something to happen. Like, is there a point of so her being here? Like, yeah. you know, or is there something to explain why the kids are acting and behaving the way that they are? Because they act really strange. Right. Is there an explanation for the things that are happening at this house and at the place? No. No. And it got to the point where, like, I was like, okay, now something's about to happen. I can feel it because, like, uh -huh. it just. Uh -huh. And then the credits roll. Oh. It just ends. It just ends. Maybe they're doing it too. No. No. And it's, okay. I sat there and I said, <laughs> I was like, are you serious? Because nothing happened in this movie. I sat here, I sat in the theater for like however long the movie was. I don't know if it was like two hours or whatever. And it was like, then the credits just roll. And nothing happened. I was so mad. And it, and I, the acting is horrible. There's not, nothing happens in this movie. It was like, why did you even make this movie? Nothing happens. It was really bad. I think they were. I think most people now are trying to get to sequels, so it's like, ooh, we'll leave at a cliffhanger, and then the next movie will explain what just happened in the first movie. No. Keep guessing. No, because because they wasted all the time in the in the first movie. If there was going to be a sequel, I don't know. But they like there were so many moments in this movie where like they could have explained something or, or right. expect, but it didn't, it just, you know, there were, there were scenes where she's just sitting, staring at a wall or, you know, she's, the kids are doing something creepy and then that's just it. Nothing ever really happens and nothing is explained. So you're sitting there 
get to the, the, the point and then the just the credits roll and I was like this is I was waiting because I was I was thinking like maybe it's one of those like fake outs but right. I was like that doesn't really make sense for this type of movie like why would they just suddenly roll the credits and be like psych and then go back to the movie <laughs> but I was like <laughs> yeah I was like what is is it done yeah it's done it's over it's done and I I, I should have walked should, out like halfway you should have just threw your popcorn in it oh, <laughs> crap yeah it yeah. was it was bad so like don't watch it it's not scary or anything it just it's awful watch it truly awful yeah so those are the top five worst movies of 2020 all right well let's get into some good news in the top five best tv shows not movies because yes there wasn't really many obviously she did most of the worst ones the probably the only ones that came out last year yeah so like the thing was you know i watch movies i love watching movies i watched a lot of movies last year even though there weren't a lot of movies that were released um but you know uh i watched a lot of tv because i had some time to watch a lot of tv and there were a lot of new tv shows that did come out um, and so I imagine a lot of people did spend, you know, some of the some of their time watching TV shows. So I put together a list of uh, top five TV shows of last year that I liked. Now, most of them are new shows, but some of them are shows that are still on. But like, I really love the newest season of the show. Okay. So um, coming in at number five was The Crown season four. Currently on Netflix. Right. Um, it's basically about the royal family, the British right. royal family. Still haven't watched it. Oh my gosh, you need to watch it. It's so I know, good. I know. It's so good. Um, but anyway, it's on season four now, and this is this is a season that I think a lot of people will uh, seem to have like you know resonated with a little bit more just because they they know the the, the people a lot better. Right, because this is one with Princess Diana. Princess Diana, with Prince Charles, yeah. um, Margaret Thatcher, like mm-hmm. people who, a little bit more recent history. Right, um, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's so good. Like I said, it, it has Princess Diana is introduced in it. Um, and it was kind of funny watching the reactions uh, uh, once the season was released because, you know, all those, the, the things with Charles and Diana and their relationship uh, and his affair with um, uh, whatever her uh, name Mila. is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever her name is. Yeah, people had like strong reactions to it because it's like, oh, they knew, you know, they knew about Princess Diana and, and Prince Charles, but they didn't know a lot of that. And so younger you know, viewers were like, oh my goodness. Um, granted, it is historical fiction, so like not everything that's depicted in the show is, oh, no. you know, 100% accurate. But, but it was a really strong season, I thought, especially coming off of last season which I felt wasn't the strongest season but this one was really good the acting was great um, um, Jillian Anderson played uh, Margaret Thatcher she was fantastic um, the actress that played Princess Diana also fantastic so it was, it was a really really good season um, and it's a really great show so okay top top five number four was Little Fires Everywhere oh good 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 yes good, good uh, it's on Hulu um, uh, Reese Witherspoon mm-hmm. and uh, Kerry Washington. Ugly cry. Yeah, it's based on the book. There's a book called oh. Little Fires Everywhere. Yeah. So it's based on the adaptation of the book. Um, really, really good show. I didn't know what to expect from it. So um, you didn't I, read the book? I, I hadn't read the book. Um, but I did, so I didn't know what to expect. I knew the story, but I didn't know what to expect with the TV show. And I thought it was really good. Like the way it handled um, family relationships, mm. race. I mean, uh, you know, that picture part. of race and, and, and how, you know, subtle people can be with like racism and things like that. Mm. Um, just really, and like the twists 
you know, in this story. Yeah, and it kept me, it kept me engaged the entire time. Um, just thought it was really strong acting, uh, mm -hmm. great story, um, mm -hmm. good production value too. Like yes. with with everything, um, easily. One of my favorite shows. No, that was a year. really, I remember everybody kept talking, have a little fires everywhere, little fires. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I will break down. And I, well, <laughs> Watch I like, it, yeah. well, no, I like Reese Witherspoon. I've been watching her since Lee she was Lee a child. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. no, since she was a child. Yeah. I mean, I love Fleet Lee you know. Um, <laughs> and Carrie Washington, I mean, mm -hmm. it's handled. So I watched it and I was just like, ooh, ooh, okay. Am I going to binge? No, because they had it come out. Out, like yes, every it, week, yeah, yeah. so you couldn't binge watch it. So you're sitting there like, oh my god, Waiting oh my for god, the next what, what's gonna happen to come next? Out. Yeah. So it was so good. Yeah, it was very addictive. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely made my list. Okay, so on number number three mm. is a show I really, really loved, loved last year, and sadly it was canceled after one season. Oh no, which is such a shame because it was a fantastic show. Um, it's called High Fidelity. It was on Hulu. Oh, that's what uh, Zoe Kravitz. Kravitz. Yes, amazing show. Like this is a show where it's tackling like relationships um, and uses music to kind of basically this character that she plays is basically relive like re remembering her past relationships okay. and has like songs and music associated with oh, that. Oh, that sounds like I would like. And it. the soundtrack for this show is so amazing because it's so eclectic. You've got like R&B, you've got rock, mm. you've got rap, you've got like pop, like it's just so many different kinds of music that's used in this show. Yeah. Because uh, it's very music centric. And Zoe Kravitz is fantastic in it. Like I really liked her in that show, um, Big Little Lies. Yes, yes. But she's really great here because she's like the, the main character. She's the main star and she yeah she's and it was canceled and I was like are you serious why such a, such a good show strong characters and the way they ended it like it could have been you know another season more seasons plenty of seasons um yeah it was such a shame but it was it's fantastic it's on Hulu um if people you know should watch it no it's, it's really it's, good it's in my list I just you need to watch it gotten it's, to it it's but really now good. I don't want to watch it because now I know it's not gonna come with another yeah but it's, but it's worth it I mean oh. I hope I hope I don't know I'm hoping maybe another Netflix somebody will pick it up because uh, I mean why not it's great um, but yeah it, but it was really good it just got canceled stupid yeah um, number two huh? uh, is Queen's Gambit watched it Netflix over Christmas yes I love the show. I binged so the show. Me. I binged it like in a weekend. Um, I don't even think it took the whole weekend. I think it started like on a Friday and it finished it like by Saturday. Um, really great show. I don't even really like chess. Me I don't either. play chess. Me either. Um, and but the show's about chess and this you know young woman who basically becomes like this you know prodigy. Yeah, she's a prodigy. She's like great at chess. Um, and um, you know that's the you know part of the show but the other part of the show was like her you know becoming a woman and like you know Mental figuring health. yeah and, and figuring out like her anxieties and like all this other stuff um really well acted like beautifully shot um I love that it's set like in the 60s and you know that what well, didn't it 60s 70s didn't it start earlier than that yeah, but I'm talking about, yeah. Oh, because, you know, she got older. Child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then she's older because, you know, you have that, you know, the 60s style and the clothes yeah, and the yeah. cars. And I, I just, love it. I yeah, love it. I just yeah. love the production value of it. Um, really strong show. Like, I just was gripped. Great, and great who, actors. Who, yeah, great acting. But, like, who knew chess could be so, like, 
intense and interesting because I mean like most of it's like her doing chess matches and I'm right. like sitting there like okay, where's she gonna move like what's gonna happen um but yeah I loved it it was great and it's fantastic show yeah it was it, I saw it I saw like a clip of it because mm-hmm. um, you know how Netflix was like oh should, yeah, yeah. maybe you'll like this yeah, yeah. and I'm like maybe I will <laughs> and then I started watching it and then I got back because I was getting off social media for a while yeah, yeah, yeah. so I was like I got on social media have you seen this have Queen's Gamut Queen and I just saw it everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. and I was like I was already on it or probably yeah, yeah. could have been on it sooner but yeah yeah but yeah. <laughs> it was we so good watch it. It was really, it's yeah, so totally good. good yeah all right, so my top show of last year was really the show that I needed to watch because last year, as you know, was a tough year, like for everybody. Oh, like just a lot, a lot of things were happening, the pandemic, you know, unemployment, <sighs> yes. and just a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of things were happening. Yeah. And this show came along and I watched it literally at the tail end of last year. And it was like this, such, such an overwhelmingly positive, uplifting show. Mm-hmm. Made me smile the whole time. Like I just, it was a great escape. Okay. Ted Lasso. It's on Apple TV Plus. Oh, I don't have Apple TV. Um, it's really great. It stars Jason Sudeikis. He basically plays this American football coach who gets hired to coach a English uh, soccer team, which is football over there. But okay. but he doesn't know anything about soccer. He's never coached soccer. He doesn't. He's never played soccer. Um, and so he's you know he's sent to England. And uh, yeah, and it's just hilarity ensues, and he's he's this very endearing character, and he's kind of you know finding his footing with the team, living in England. Uh, he also has you know some family issues that he's dealing with, but it's even though it has like some deeper moments, like some heavier moments, was talking about like relationships and and, and things like that. Um, it's just overwhelmingly happy. It's just oh, a happy okay. show. Like it's funny. It's got that British humor to it. Huh. I love um, British humor. And, yeah, and the char- all the characters are fantastic. Like, just well acted, but just, like, all the characters are very well developed, too. Which is surprising when you have a, a big kind of cast. I mean, mm. it's, you know, it's like, I guess maybe six or seven main characters. Oh, um, okay. But the, it, fantastic. And, like, character development is mm. so good. Because, like, the, the way they start off in the, the first few episodes of the season, by the time that they get to the end, you're like, there's so much growth with these characters. Mm. And a lot of unexpected growth. And I, that's all I'll say, because I don't want to do spoilers. But, like, such a great show. And it was, like, just a breath of fresh air to watch this show after, like, some of the darker shows that I had watched and, like, some of the, the things that happened last year. And it was like, this is a fun show. And I remember finishing it, and I was like, well, I need another season. This is just <laughs> so happy. Like, I just yeah. smiling. Like, this is funny. And, like, that's I love what you, it. That, that is exactly what you needed. Yeah. For last year. Yeah. That's and, what, it's, it's, and it's a perfect show. And I think it made a lot of top five lists. Um, oh, did it? Yeah. It, it, I think I think it was voted on. I think it was Rotten Tomatoes or something. It was like the number one show or something like that. I don't remember. Um, but several lists had Ted Lasso at the top. And it was just, it makes sense. Because it's just, again, it's one of those shows you watch it. If you're feeling down and you watch it and you're like, this, I'm happy. Like, this is happiness, you know? It's really great. It's yeah, really great. I, I don't have Apple TV, so I can't watch it. Yeah, well, at least watch the trailer. 
Okay. Watch the trailer, see, like, because it's just, it just has this, like, happy vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was really like. I started watching Christmas movies. Well, my mom started watching Christmas movies as soon as the pandemic happened. She was like, I need something happy. happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like, I'm watching all Christmas movies. And then when Halloween came around, I was like, okay, Halloween's here. I just want, like, you know, Halloween town and, you yeah, know, yeah. just good, fun Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. And then right after Halloween, okay, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And the first movie I watched was, like, The Christmas Carol, The Muppets. And yeah, I was like, yeah, I just yeah. need happy. Happy, happy, happy. Nothing yes. that's, like, going to bring me down. Yes. So, yeah. This is yeah. this is definitely, like, an uplifting kind of Yeah. Job. And yeah. we need that. Yeah. More this of that, please. crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. That's my list. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Ashley Carter. Um, the Carters. No, she actually has her own show on YouTube. It's called Ashley Talks Movies. Yes. And probably TV shows, too, because, of course, Obviously, movies yeah. and TV shows, mostly TV shows. That's all we had last year. Yeah. So make sure you check her out on Ashley Talks Movies on YouTube. She, I think you come out with like a video almost every week, I feel like. I try to, yeah, because I watch a lot of movies. She does. Yeah. If you need to know uh, about a movie, find her on Twitter. You can ask her. She's the person to call, to text. Well, don't call me. (laughs) Well, don't call her. You ain't got her number. But, you know, tweet her. She's verified. And, um... Yeah. Uh, Anything else? No. Yay! Thank you so much. And thank you for watching Becoming a Dot Dot Podcast. And uh, welcome to my video studio. No, it's not really. It's just my living room house. Anyway, (laughs) I will see you guys next time for another video. Thanks for watching. And don't forget to listen to the podcast, Becoming a Dot 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 Podcast, anywhere you stream podcasts. Because you don't have anything else to do or you just really like me. All right, bye.